All right. Hello, hello, hello. Welcome back to the Pussy Party Podcast. You're on the line with your Pussy Party president. And today I am feeling very dominating. So call me Madam President today. And the name of today's episode is called I Only Date Voters. And y'all know me. I'm going to take it a step further. I'm probably going to say I only fuck voters because, you know, that's even more important. Um, And we have some special presidential penis and presidential pussy features to talk about um, what I only date voters is all about. And since I am a merciful um, dom, we're going to let the penises go first. So whoever would like to introduce themselves first, say hello to the pussy and tell the people who you are and what you do. Hi, pussy. I'm Ivy and I'm a sex worker. Um, Yeah. And um, I believe that you're a woman after my own heart. Uh, Can you tell them in what area of sex work do you specialize in? Um, Yeah, I do a lot of cam work. Um, I do boudoir modeling, all kinds of stuff. I go all over the place, honestly. I'll I'll dom a little, you know, if I'm Uh allowed to, if I'm invited. (laughs) Right, right. I understand that totally. Um, So question for you. Um, What do you love the most about your pussy? Oh, hmm. that's a really good question. I'm going to say addictive qualities. Mm. <laughs> like someone can get addicted to it. Yeah. Oh, yeah. They come back for more. Oh, nice. I like that. Okay. Okay. And um, let's take it one step further. If you woke up tomorrow and you had a penis, what would you do? Be outside, everywhere, like all everywhere, like in the park. I would be like, oh, I have to pee and I'm running. Time to pee. Um, <laughs> that's, the only, that's the only penis envy that I have. You know, I, Freud and I don't see eye to eye, but I do wish I could pee anywhere, like outside. Right. Like just standing up right where you're at. Yeah. Just keep, just go for it. It's the convenience for me personally. I love it. I love it. Okay. And what's your Zodiac sign? You know, (laughs) I'm practical. What'd you say? I'm practical. I want to be able to go wherever. (laughs) I like that. I like that. I, 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 that's a unique answer too. I don't think we've really gotten that one on the podcast so far. So welcome, welcome. But tell the people, what is your Zodiac sign? I am a Pisces with a Leo rising. Ooh. I'm sorry, I get the answer. Interesting. Yeah. <laughs> Very interesting. I, mm, I like that little combination. Okay. Well, welcome to the pussy party. And we're going to go to the next presidential penis feature. Say hello to the pussy. Yo, what up, everybody? I'm Isiad. Can you all hear me? Yep. We can hear you loud and clear. Dope. So tell the What's people up? who what you do. I'm the I'm a professional political activist. I'm the CEO of Big Ten Creative, and uh, we've we've registered over twenty five thousand people to vote via TikTok and Instagram and other kinds of social media. And it was all by paying young people, primarily young people of color, uh, to just be out there talking their own voice and register voters, and also turn them out as well, which is uh, why we're on your podcast. Yes, definitely. And I'm all about turning somebody out in the most positive ways. Um, (laughs) So uh, tell the people, what do you love the most about pussy? Oof. Um, You know, given my role as a political activist, I'm going to go. So I I identify as as somebody who has a penis. And my favorite thing about my penis is the rooms that it gets me into and how... You, you know, there, there, there is a lot of, uh, there's a lot that comes with the male privilege if you choose to, if you choose to be conscious of it and, and, um, figure and, and figure out like, Hey, how can you use this for, for good? How can you bring people along with you? And, mm-hmm. it, you know, and my, my favorite, 
and that that really is my favorite aspect about it is how you can if you can choose to be aware of the privileges you have how you can use those to empower and bring others along with you you don't want to just end up somewhere and be lonely by yourself definitely okay so you told us what you love the most about your penis yeah okay but what do you love the most about pussy so what i love most about pussy is how supportive it is, frankly, mm. you know, like, okay. like, like I just took a sip to, I just took a second to have a sip of my coffee and it was my girlfriend who brought me this coffee. She's just, just like so supportive, wants to be supportive of like anything I'm doing. And yes. that is something that, you know, being raised by a single mother, uh, having only sisters. So being the only male in my household and getting, having the privilege of being surrounded by, by women, I could take for granted. Or just continually remind myself of how fortunate I am to be so surrounded by strong feminine energy and how it. supportive it is in a seamless manner. I love that. There we go. Yeah. Okay. And, and frankly, actually, I'll go a step further. Yo, it, so you, you see my name, Y-S-I-A-D? Uh-huh. That shit's, it's, it's my mother's name backwards. So she named me after herself because she had a rough childhood and was hoping that uh, by naming me her name backwards and setting that intention and having that mantra be that my childhood and my life would be the opposite of hers and end that systemic uh, cycle of uh, of, uh, of abuse and oppression that comes naturally when you yourself are abused as a child. So mm -hmm. I was, I, you know, it was, it was thanks to like that kind of intention uh, by the by the women around me in my life uh, that that I've had the privilege to. Uh, be forward thinking and try to make a positive impact in the world as opposed to having to deal with my own personal sorts of traumas because I didn't really have that many thanks to uh, the love, care, and support that was given to me by the women that around me. That is beautiful. Shout out to moms, okay? Breaking generational um, potential traumas and supporting generational healing. That's what we're all about for sure. That's beautiful. Okay, so tell us your zodiac sign. I'm a Sagittarius. Okay, so we getting shit done. The Sages do not play about taking action on the things that they believe about. So um, that explains fully why you would be heading and seeing owing uh, an initiative like this. Yeah, so totally. shout out I, I, to the Sagittarius. Yeah. Most definitely. I got that strong horse back. You know, bring some folks along. You know, come ride on the shit. Let's go. I'm down, always down to ride at the Pussy Party Podcast, obviously. All right, dope. Well, welcome to the show. And let's go to our third presidential penis feature say hello to the pussy tell the people who you are howdy uh my name is pierce anderson i am a uh nude photographer and press strategist for big tent creative so i'm kind of using some of those photojournalism skills in both sets of my life uh and i'm happy to be here yeah awesome that's dope okay so what do you love the most about pussy I love the community as well, kind of playing off what ECI was saying. I mm -hmm. also feel like there's so many different aspects to, to sex and sexual community. There's mm -hmm. always some interesting subcultures to discover. There's always some interesting clubs to go to. And I feel like I just love having those, those options and those out there. And they make for some great stories and some great times. For sure. For sure. Love it. And what is your zodiac sign? I am much like Ivy of Pisces. Okay. Oh, so y'all got the, the 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 fire starter and the and the water benders. Y'all going in over there. I love it. Okay. Well, we go way back, so we make a good team. I love it. I love it. Okay. Well, welcome to the Pussy Party Podcast. And um, now we know how and why you're equipped to talk about you know this subject of becoming a voter and uh, why voting matters and why. Um, we have the campaign of I Only Date Voters. But before we get into the episode, let's go into a little bit of pop culture and we're going to go into pussy pop. Are y'all ready to pop that pussy with me? Been ready. Always ready. All right. <laughs> Okay, so today on Pussy Pop, we would have to be living in the center of the world under a rock and all of that stuff to not be fully submerged in diving deep into the 2020 presidential election. So I want to tap into you guys because y'all have been in the trenches of this, you know, for a while. I don't know, you know, how long ago, if it's this year or years that you guys started you know, working on campaign trails and getting people registered. But 
um, what is the energy, you know, that you guys are feeling out there um, overall when it comes to the campaign this year? And I'll kind of give you my my input on kind of what I'm feeling on my end. I have just seen so much like overwhelming determination uh, by a lot of people in my community. I was so inspired when um, I was approached with this project because so many people, I'd already seen, this was something I'd seen advocating for people to get out to the polls. I'd seen so many sex workers already in my community taking Mm -hmm. that level on themselves. So I really think it's like termination and like widespread together, like working together, um, widespread cohesion on that front. Even before there was any sort of professional or um, like imp- like campaign involved, um, it was really wonderful, actually. Definitely, definitely. Yeah, I think that it's. Um, I think that people are surprised because I saw another um, commercial with some pole dancers. And, you know, I, I've, I'm a pole dancer myself. I've competed and I've, you know, gone um, down that route. And, you know, how they had get to the poles, you know, and they've got, you know, these sex workers that are uh, motivating and campaigning for people to, you know, exercise their right to vote. And I'm like, this is genius. You know, this is, um, I think, a great way to connect to a, uh, maybe a group of people that felt like they were not really a part of the process or like this really wasn't a thing for them, you know, that it's something that is conservative or older or what have you um, be exercised, you know, by everyday people. So I definitely agree with you about that. Um, what do you guys think? So I, I think that I think that folks, uh, in particular, sex, sex workers, and like when you, it, it comes back to the the mantra that I know all of us on this uh, on this call, and probably most people listening to this podcast are already aligned with, which is that sex work is real work. Mm-hmm. However, it, 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 the contributions whenever somebody uses uh, their their experience in sex work on things that have to do with campaigns or other kind of like more you know serious topics, uh, that that. Those contributions oftentimes get marginalized or trivialized. They're made to be um, a, almost kind of like a sideshow piece. Right, and it's a taboo thing. Mm-hmm. It, it, well, not just that it's a taboo thing. Like, oh, how, how look how cute that is. Like, oh, isn't that funny? The, the they uh, like the pole dancers made a video, right? Like, that's the default. In, that's the default reaction. You know, it'll be like, oh, that's cool. That's a good track. Like, you know, and then they'll they'll maybe even be some surprise. Like, oh, that video was actually pretty good. And so, you know, I think, uh, and, and so much of so much of the work that that JC Pierce and I were doing here with with the um, with the I Only Day Voter stuff, and what I think that the uh, a, a, a good number of the initiatives that various sex workers were doing has the opportunity to do if it's tracked is demonstrate no 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 this isn't some cute thing that you could put as like you know the page three article when you're having a slow news day or whatever this is some real shit that's actually right. driving real impact right, right. and the, the the sex work aspect you, you know it's it's like think about how big of an impact that um i I forget her exact uh background but i I think she was like she used to do porn and like did other stuff like that um you you know who slept with donald trump like last election yeah that whole thing had a huge impact on the the election and every every like it, it seems like every other month or every other year there's another sex worker who outs their who outs their conservative john who was who's advocating against gay rights who's advocating against uh, various kinds of sex worker rights to stand up for themselves. These are all really important contributions. We can see that uh, that that the sex worker community has is already continually making really strong impacts on uh, on the political and the electoral discourse, you know, the political the political process, and the electoral discourse. Uh, but, but it's just not really talked about. Right. So Definitely. I think that, that a cool thing about getting coverage in mainstream media is that it makes it more normal for people to be talking about the impact that sex workers have already been having and will continue to have. And right. like just like open up that, uh, you know, just just invite invite them in more and like, hey, let's let's actually measure the results so that we can talk about how important it is. 
Right, definitely. You know, and what's so interesting about this is, you know, I, I used to say that I, I know that there has to be a book out there or there needs to be a book where they tell history from from the mistress's um, point of view. You know, could you imagine the story, you know, like, you know, one of my and I, you know, so I'm a big spiritual practitioner, you know, on top of um, doing a lot of work of advocating for um, sexual liberation and freedom. Um, I do a lot of work in the spiritual uh, community and, you know, we all have these various like spirit guides. And I, you know, found out that Marilyn Monroe was one of my like overarching spirit guides, you know, go figure. And could you imagine um, the impact and the influence that Marilyn Monroe had just through her relationships, you know? And, you know, I look at things as far as like racial equality and all of those things that through, let's be frank, the power of, of sexual energy, the power of pussy, the power of, 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 of even male, you know, vitality and energy um, has on society, you know? So I definitely feel like something like a campaign such as this and creating um, measurable and actionable like metrics around it really goes to show um, how much, like I said, impact that something like this actually has on, you know, affecting positive change. So kudos to you guys definitely for um, doing this whole movement. Um, now I see, I, I just went to Google to see where we were at. And looks like we have Joe Biden at 264 electoral votes and Donald Trump at 214. And we're still waiting on, you know, the few states and the whole hoopla around the mail-in votes. Did you guys think that the race was going to be like this and it was going to be like this close? I'm... Unfortunately, I'm not really as surprised as I would like to be. Mm-hmm. Um, I wish, deeply in my heart, I wish that I were more surprised, but there's um, a lot of white people in America who only care about furthering white supremacy. So, right, uh, right. That's uh, as, uh, we, uh, as we know. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, definitely. Hmm. Well, that's that's interesting. And then, like from from my perspective, like because I've been working in and around campaigns for about sixteen years now, and uh, was working really hard, uh, obviously for the past few months to to register and then mobilize voters uh, for this twenty twenty election. And I'm actually shocked that uh, that that Biden's going to win. I like. I was I was working my ass off mostly to make sure that if Trump stayed in office and note that I'm not saying if Trump wins, I'm saying if Trump stays in office, uh, mm. that it wasn't going to be for my lack of trying or for the lack of trying of the hundreds of people who ended up donating to and supporting our cause financially, plus working on it, plus making videos and volunteering, etc. I was just kind of I was actually expecting that the various voter suppression efforts that Trump and the general like conservative administration that put him in office in the first place and created the, the conditions that made it possible uh, to have somebody to, to have our country be this divisive. I thought they were going to be more effective at what they're at what they're doing, because think about what it took to get the election to be even this close. Right. right. So there were massive voter suppression efforts that pulled in coordination from governors, legislators and judges all the way up to the Supreme Court. Like, this shit is fucking crazy. There's actual right. court cases where governors have attempted to throw out ballots, and in some cases successfully, right? And all sorts of different kinds of initiatives, like led by, you know, where a governor will be like, you live in Texas, you know about the thing where they try to make it so that there's only one uh, ballot box per county, which was successful. I know all about that because I and Big Tent, we were a plaintiff on that case. Right. So, oh, we wow. Were, yeah, we were we were suing Governor Abbott of Texas, of your state. Right. To try to make it so that there were more ballot boxes. Um, and what's funny is that was already a step back from what we originally tried to do. We originally mm. wanted to be suing the, gov the, uh, um, the, the, the governor of Texas and 
uh, the, the Board of Elections to try to make it so that online registration was 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 available. But we weren't even able to get out the online registration lawsuit because we had to play defense on this one wow. ballot per county thing, right? So think about how much coordination went went into that all the way top to down all the way top to bottom to suppress these votes then there was the u.s postal service thing and then on top of that there's like all these text messages going out with false information about when you could even submit your ballots and, and stuff like that like it's it's insane right so then you so, so you take that on the like the straight up voter suppression aspect right which is highly coordinated then let's also add on there all the voter intimidation efforts that were encouraged by a sitting president and enabled by by sworn in police right so you've got all these folks you know from a variety of like right right leaning and straight up openly like white nationalist groups right um some of which like you could pretty openly see like oh yeah this person who was the kkk member before is now a member of this thing is like (laughs) they're like straight up like hanging out with guns outside of the polls right right and then as a backdrop to that let's remember that kenosha showed everybody who's paying attention that a lot of those people would likely be able to get away with straight up shooting and killing people of color with it being a toss-up as to whether or not there would be any repercussions right so imagine Mm -hmm being a person of color in one of those towns where it's a known part of their local history that people were literally killed, literally killed for voting as recently as within the last 50 years, right? And then imagine deciding that you're gonna go walk past that person and submit your ballot in person anyway, in the face of that, right? Like the fact that we got this close and that it looks like Biden's gonna pull it off, it's, uh, I am shocked because I was not expecting that. I was expecting that these voter suppression and voter intimidation efforts would be more successful. But, you know, thanks to, thanks to all the brave people across the country uh, who are voting anyway, who are seeing how important this is, it looks like perhaps those voter suppression and intimidation efforts are backfiring or who knows what, the people really showed up. And I'm, I, I, I'm, I'm thrilled that it looks like uh, Biden's going to take this one home. Right. Yeah. And see, the thing is, you know, being a, you know, 30, in my, a, a young black woman in my 30s, you know, what you describe, um, it sounds like totally just absurd. It sounds like this, like, incredibly huge thing to overcome. But, you know, for my community, it's, kind of like same shit, different generation, you know? And it is, even though it's still totally fucked up, um, better than, you know, my great grandmother or even my grandmother who had to, you know, be in Jasper, Texas or some of these like, you know, Biter, Texas, which is known like KKK home, you know? And, you know, they did, they went and voted. They went and did it despite the threats on their life despite the threats on their freedom, despite the threats on their community. And even back then, it was, to me, way easier to get away with something than uh, more than just in a court of law. You know, like the actual, you know, I think that now I see a lot more bark than bite when it comes to like the intimidation factor from, you know, a lot of these groups. Um, not to say that they aren't doing it because, you know, when we had, you know, I, I come from the city and I'm in the actual, I live in the actual neighborhood where George Floyd is from. And, um, you know, the protests and everything that was going on down here, you know, there was a huge wave of black, brown, and even people of non, uh, non-people of color coming together, you know, um, in the city to support, you know, that cause. Um, and we still had people, you know, a young man was hung, um, not too far, you know, from here. And there were a lot of tactics, but I do believe that the actual bite of these folks were fewer and further between than how it was back in the day, you know, in the time of like, you know, Black Wall Street, Tulsa massacre, like that kind of stuff. So, um, I think that, you know, our people are definitely a resilient people and we have more allies, and we have more known allies than we did back then. So people, you know, like you and people, you know, like Ivy, people like Pierce, you know, y'all that are putting in the work and standing alongside the right side of history, I think is what is showing itself in these numbers right here. So 
um, whew, yeah, I get emotional a little bit just thinking about it, but I definitely am faithful that um, what is right will, will rise to the top. So, all right, that was Pussy Pop. We're going to go deeper into the episode, and I want to talk more about Big Tick Creative and what you guys, uh, your efforts that you're doing in the wonderful workout here in the community. So, that was Pussy Pop. All right, so diving deeper into our only date voters. Tell us, you, you gave a little brief synopsis about Big Ten Creative, but um, how did you even come about this? And what may, I mean, has campaigns always been this um, exciting? Cool, good, good questions. Um, so again, what, 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 Big Ten in, what Big Ten is and what our real mission is, is we, as much as possible, are all we're a digital organizing firm and, the, and we're all around organizing gen z voters around this election and issues they care about by engaging them where they are using channels that other people weren't necessarily going to be using right and so this is and how did, how did i end up on this work i think it's uh back so back in the 2004 election uh when it was when we were trying to get bush out of office not not get reelected, it was we were selling t-shirts on the street Right. So we were selling teachers on the streets, registering voter. If you wanted to see if you wanted to meet up with 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 folks and you wanted to interact with them, you had to meet. <clears throat> you had to physically meet them where they where they were. There was no Facebook back then. I think Friendster had just come out and I think MySpace was around. Right. But it, it was it was all about in person meeting up with folks and registering them. Uh, then the, the next the next major election thing that I was that I was involved with after that was I was the COO of a company called Hustle and we were doing text message based thing. Uh, based stuff. So essentially what we did is we made it so that you could get get phone numbers of people from the um, however it is that you got them or, or through the uh, through, through people's voter files and just give them information about voting. Like, yo, just just a quick heads up, the uh, you know, the deadline to re-register uh, or fix anything if you moved or whatever is this is on this day in your state. And we found that just doing that greatly increased the number of people who participated. Right. Wow. Then and and that was something where we had we ended up with our clients at the, like the DNC, Planned Parenthood, every major labor union, every town for gun safety, like uh, every major Democratic Party, all the major campaigns. So that experience allowed me to see what it took to get something adopted that was useful. Mm-hmm. And, and 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 saw like even when you have something that's really useful. Uh, it's still challenging for people to implement it on a campaign. That was my first time really working with uh, organizations uh, in the progressive movement of that size and stature, right? So when, as this election was coming up and I saw it was hitting like June, July, it, it was like, well, what are, the, what, are the, what are the ways of reaching people that we know are effective that, did, that were not around last election cycle that there is therefore not going to be enough evidence and proof that people could have like raised funds around using these as tactics to organize that we think will work right mm-hmm. so this is basically like if you go back to first principles like marketing 101 type stuff um you want to reach people with a with a message they care about on a place that they're at and a time when it matters from someone who from someone who that that, that they trust right and ideally you do it in a trackable manner so that you can figure out what's working and do more of it, right? And so what we saw were some of the gaps were, was reaching folks on TikTok, reaching folks on Snapchat, uh, making lenses and tracking their use on Instagram. And then we also tried a few other things. So we tried Twitch, and then we also saw this huge gap of like organized, um, of organizing sex work, uh, sex workers. Uh, so we were like, hey, what about OnlyFans and some of these other platforms as well? And so what we did is we we just started testing each of these things and seeing what was most effective. And in a very short period of time, we we started we started narrowing in on the things that were most effective, demonstrating them, and then we would just scream our results from the rooftops. We would put them in our newsletter. We tell any press reporter who would pay attention. Uh, we just try to get the information out there about hey, here are things that are working to connect with Gen Z. Um, so that uh, larger orgs and larger campaigns could uh, could mimic what we were doing, and we're we're happy that 
that it was extremely successful. Like it went from at the beginning of the campaign, none of these uh, uh, of the cycle, none of these organizations having any kind of TikTok strategy. So by the end, uh, even the even the Biden campaign itself was doing uh, work officially on TikTok, and it was getting lots of coverage and, and stuff like that. So you mentioned TikTok, and I'm not totally familiar, but I remember the whole hoopla around the president trying to shut down TikTok, claiming of whatever was do you think that that had something to do with these kind of efforts or related in any way um the other way around i I think it was the success of the efforts that led to the talk and the hoopla of shutting down tiktok so uh, so if if you recall there was this uh trump was planning this big blowout rally for you know on juneteenth Mm -hmm. and a number of folks organizing on tiktok that disrupted that rally and it was the backlash to him being so upset about that that caused there to be such strong conversation around um, uh, around shutting down TikTok. Uh, mm-hmm. But you know, taking a, a step back from that, like the way that we look at it is, um, it, it can be extremely frustrating when people aren't using something really obvious, like again, reaching Gen Z on TikTok or uh, chatting with people, like using the fact that sex workers have strong relationships with people and. Uh, using that like, like leveraging those channels to reach folks mm-hmm. uh, that's, you know that, that could either that source of frustration can also be a huge opportunity uh because if we can just uh demonstrate that things work we can get more people to uh, to use those methods gotcha no that totally makes sense so ivy i want to ask you because you know you were i would say on the on the front lines of you know, this campaign, what are some of the experiences that you had integrating, you know, the efforts of people being registered to vote and actually voting into just like your day-to-day stuff that you did camming or, you know, what have you in your, in your work? Yeah. Um, like I said, I saw a lot of, um, a lot of people in my community, my friends and I were thinking about implementing these, efforts um before we even became involved with big tent etc um and so everyone and i noticed a lot of people doing it um on their own which was really cool but then it was really wonderful to be able to reach out to people that i admired who i had seen um doing this work on the ground of their own volition um and just their own drive Mm -hmm. able to connect them with other people in the community and also compensate them which i mean i i believe in paying the hose like yeah (laughs) okay i mean i I love it (laughs) so absolutely i mean uh so it was really beautiful to be able as ec had said like sex workers are often trivialized for doing this really important work so it was really wonderful and it really made me feel personal strong personal connections not only to other sex workers but to like our collective into right. an impact on maybe the election in general you know i'm not gonna i'm not gonna claim the swing of the win or anything but uh no i think we gotta give credit where credit is due shit um. i mean <laughs> to, to get what we've never got we got to do what we never done and this is something that has i wouldn't say has never been done but it's never been documented yeah to I be mean, done it was really wonderful and the in the honestly it was really the enthusiasm from my coworkers and the community um both people who were involved like actively doing the post on the campaign and also just people who weren't on it or just comments on everybody's posts I really the outpouring of support that I saw was really beautiful really wonderful um and it definitely allowed me personally uh I mean I reached near and far I I really wanted to include lots of different kinds of uh creators and sex workers uh we didn't mm-hmm. have like Sex workers. We also had sex therapists, ex- educators, um, body. Partners. Right. I feel some kind of way. I should have been. I'm late <laughs> to the party. Um, I, <laughs> I was. I mean, if I had 
found you before, I would have absolutely brought you on. I mean, I just, I combed through my network and then, you know, friends of friends, but it was beautiful because there were people that I reached out to, like, that I have admired from afar. We, we called Stormy Maya and she was a part of the campaign and, you know, right. and like people that I admire so greatly in their own work and was able to connect with them, have this meaningful interaction and a meaningful impact on um, the election, and, yeah, and, um, and and pay them, and it was just beautiful and fun, and right. So two friends with them, you know, it was it was lovely. Absolutely. So Ivy, you had an initiative going on on your own, and then Big Tent Creative had an initiative, and then y'all just kind of found each other. Is that yeah. like how it happened? Um, Pierce um, is a close friend of mine, and we have worked together in the past. He's a boudoir photographer, so he had shot some work for me um and he was working for big ten and they were looking to get the vote out on OnlyFans. um and uh it was something that uh i was interested really really interested in um and i happened to be the hoe nearby that, okay. <laughs> that we know but yeah right. i also did um I think it really, I really was able to flesh out the idea more um, and make it into what it was able to be after coordinating with Big Tent. But right, right, right. With, um, with their help, I did do some uh, some stuff on my OnlyFans. You know, I did like little contests and stuff, and was able to engage my followers in a really wonderful way. Being like, I had everybody send me a picture of their voting sticker for. And we, we were able to chat about it or their vote. I had them comment their voting plan and it was, it was sweet. It was a really nice way for us to connect. Right, right, right. And to me, it takes away some of the bullshit of, um, what people think the political process should be, that it's supposed to be like this mundane, like, you know, all the churchgoers get together and right. go vote at the church. You know what, what I'm saying? Like, of it be honestly, like, I think that something that my fans specifically like about me is that I have opinions. Um, I think right. a lot of people misconstrue sex workers as bimbos. Um, and, you know, I love bimbofication, but um, but we're smart people. We run our businesses and my followers like when I express my opinions and a lot of the contributors to the campaign are valued for their opinions. Like people automatically hear sex work and because of the discriminatory practices against it, there's a frivolous sort of aspect. But sex work, right. had, we all have brains too. Uh, it's amazing. Definitely. You know, I, I have um, a few close friends who, you know, uh, go across various levels of education, you know, bachelor's degrees were head of, it's so funny. I know one who was head of marketing department and she quit and she's like, I, I want to become a dancer and I want to, you know, yeah. you know, that's just what I want to do. And she took every single thing that she learned in the world and in, you know, the classroom, university setting or whatever. And, you know, is living a life that she loves and, and is happy. And, and I would definitely say she's very impactful. Um, so on the other end of this, Ivy, um, did it increase your business? Did it did it give in return what you were given into it? Um, a little bit. I don't I wouldn't I didn't like offer a ton of like promotional stuff um, because I wasn't trying to like do electioneering. Um, but it, 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 oh, yeah, I guess that is a thing. Um, <laughs> but um, I mean, I did a little bit, you know, on my on my. OnlyFans, I just said, like, send me a picture of your voting sticker, prove you voted, and I'll send you a little gift or something like that. So I was able to interact with my followers more, and they really right. enjoyed that. So, yeah, I think it did. Um, and it increased the relationship. It increased, yeah, you know, I some of that customer loyalty, I would say, because they, you know, see yeah. you in, a, in an even deeper way yeah. in another, you know, dimension than, you know, how they saw you before. Yeah, and um, and for, I because I became close with um some of the people that I was working with I was able to expand my network and we um 
like some girls were like this this uh one of the girls was so happy and thankful and she was like let me shout you out on my OnlyFans as a right as a thank you so I mean it did I didn't that's not what I was looking for at all um but it was a great residual effect though for doing you know good deeds yeah but it was just nice and I was able to connect more with community members as well as my fans so I wouldn't say that I was like I, it wasn't you know wow I'm making so much cash but it increased the richness of my right gave it some dip Absolutely. some more dip yeah beautiful so Pierce I wanted to ask you because you seem like the glue that had brought the worlds together you know what um kind of gave you the light bulb that like you know Ivy was somebody to connect to to like really make this thing take off well, I think honestly, a lot, a lot of this came from past mistakes in my experience. Um, since the pandemic began, I mean, only TikTok was clearly like this amazing platform that just kind of got boosted since we were in quarantine, but so did OnlyFans. And I remember trying to report on it and really not doing my due diligence. And Ivy really like respectfully correcting me and being like, hey, like, like, these are, this is a marginalized and vulnerable population. You have to really like, they have to trust you and you have to trust them. And so I think when I started to work for Big Ten and there was the opportunity to do work with the sex work community, I thought like, okay, we cannot just go in blind. We need someone who we can trust and who has the trust of a lot of this community already. And Ivy immediately came to mind and was just like, okay, people have been organizing on OnlyFans and just in the larger sex worker world, I know that uh, we're working with one creator for this campaign who uh, was making her subs read feminist lit, if I believe. So there's always mm-hmm. like, <laughs> this like stuff like that that you see and you're like, oh, wonderful. Like, can we push this further? And I just knew with the infrastructure and the voter registration efforts and get at the vote efforts that Bigden had done, we could get this further if we had the right people we were working with. Right, right, right. Ooh, oh, and to, I love to, oh, that. Well, and real quick to add on to that, another another thing that made this possible as well was the connections that uh, that, that we had with folks that are pretty influential in the sex worker community as well. Like, because that that's who that's who funded this work. You've got to remember, this is like this is nonprofit work. No, so you need to find somebody who cares enough about getting people out to vote that they're willing to give us funds so that we could turn around and pay those funds uh, to. Uh, to, to the folks that are creating and promoting messages. So our, our main funders on this initiative were uh, this, this person, Matt Namer, who's the who's the lead singer of this. He's got this, and, and sorry, they um, have this androgynous analog goth band called the FMs. And this this woman, Diana Adams, I'm not sure if you if you know about her, but she's the head of this queer legal nonprofit called the Chosen Family Law Center. Um, mm. She she started the uh, she started like the the, the poly meet up in new york city like a bunch of years ago and she's and she 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 works with alternative families like particularly like uh, like folks where there's there's more than just two parents or both parents are of the same sex you, you know and uh, and unusual um unusual now but becoming more mainstream uh different forms of like family arrangements it was it was thanks to their passion for this kind of work and their exposure uh and 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 history serving the sex worker community that we were able to raise the funds to be able to focus on this wow that's beautiful and you know it, it hits home to me in so many places personally you know um you know, being someone who cares about, you know, what's going on in the country, but being someone that's polyamorous, being somebody that, um, you know, multiple partners, partners of, you know, same sex, you know, what have you. And to have somebody like that so ingrained into like a grassroots initiative like this, I mean, it's beautiful. And, you know, I was just talking to um, one of my goddesses the other day who is, doing some work here, you know, with the Democratic um, uh, Party and stuff like that. And we were talking about um, actually what's the next step after this? Because I was talking to them about y'all's initiative and they thought that it was beautiful. And they were just talking about getting more candidates in to actually like getting more people that are 
um, going to be making choices and affecting policy that are like I saw, like we had a trans senator, I think now one of the first um, or having more um, people that are actually going into these offices. If we can support them financially, that are polyamorous, that are uh, trans, that are pansexual, that are sex workers, <laughs> you know, to have, you know, people's background be aligned with some of these same um, initiatives that are so effective, you know, and really starting to show people that the people that represent them are them, like that, you know, are people after their own heart. So shout out to, um, you said to Matt Namer and Diana Adams, um, cause we definitely appreciate, you know, their, um, investment right there. Uh, we talk about at the pussy party that you, um, to be a pussy uh, party member, you need to have a pussy or, uh, or have the energy, you know, of it. But if you don't, then you're a pussy party supporter. And to be a pussy party supporter, you must love the pussy, you must respect it, and you must invest in it. And those two folks are definitely some folks that have invested in it. So I want to ask Ivy, because I, 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 <laughs> some of the listeners I know want to know, can you give us like an example of um, maybe how you motivated? I know you said you did some uh, like, let me see your sticker and all that stuff. But I saw like this one post from what is it? It's Lotus Lane. Yeah. Like I see the picture, but I'm trying to hear the Like, what was that like? I mean, do you have uh, clients like that that were motivated by like the humiliation of not voting? No, I didn't do as much. Um, I'm I'm switchy. I don't dom all the time, so uh-huh. um, I loved I loved Lotus's video. That was amazing. Um, but I mine were sort of more cheeky, and you know that's the play on the whole I only date voters thing. Um, is that your voting record, not who you voted for, but like if you voted, is public, right? And um, the, it plays on the really the relationship that I have with my followers. Um, gotcha, gotcha, that, gotcha. That they want to be someone that I would be interested in. Um, and so they got to do their civic duty. Otherwise, I wouldn't date them. <laughs> right, absolutely. Yeah, I did. Um, I did a couple different things. I did... Uh, Big Tent kindly furnished me with a roll of voting stickers. So I... Uh, yes. I, 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 are these your nipples? I mean, are these... Is this... That's my voting stickers? Yeah. Um, oh, those are your stickers. Those not your breasts. Those are my boobs. Oh, yes, they are. Um, oh, hey. <laughs> um, but... Yeah. Um, so I did that. Well, Instagram took down the really nice one, obviously. But I had obviously. <laughs> oh God. I had. I they. I had my. But you know what? And not to. But I saw like an identical post by Playboy with the voting nipple stickers and nipple pasties, and mine's gone. It's tough. Tough life. Right. But and so that's a whole nother thing. Whole, is it's not even the time they love corporations more than. Exactly. And I mean, I've seen just being, I mean, Pussy Party Podcast, right? I can't even yeah. spell my name oh. regular because there's so much yeah. uh, censorship on anything sexual, but especially towards women yeah. and um, people of color, yeah. because I've seen um, the same identical thing where, you know, someone will be able to be like sending their assinuated nudity, yeah. you know, and be totally fine and it's Target or whatever. Right. <laughs> and, you know, someone with, you know, 10,000 followers that's, you know, um, a pole dancer, right. you know, gets their video taken down because of community guidelines and, and you know, yeah. But yeah, whatever that is. I, I have a, I had a whole roll of voting stickers, so I went a little crazy. Um, and I, I decorated a whole dress with voting stickers and myself. Um, it was fun. I really enjoyed it. Um, I don't think, but I really don't think it was the, I, I'm, I'm, I'm not totally 
a dom. So I don't think it was the humiliation for my followers, but I think it was uh, the cheekiness of the campaign Mm -hmm. and the relationship, the the flirtatious relationship that we have. Um, Right. Give them a connection. I see. Okay. Got it. So with the folks that you guys got registered to vote, you said it was almost how many people do do y'all know that y'all affected? Um, yeah. So, sorry. oh, so I, I, I can I can answer the the question about the numbers. So our, our campaign in total, and we registered over twenty five thousand voters, and of those, I believe it was over twelve thousand of them were in swing states. That's everything combined. We don't really separate out uh, what was done from one method versus another because these uh-huh. will be oftentimes comp- they'll be complementary. And it's hard to track like, oh, what brought the, what brought this thing in? But we're a bit like our entire effort when it came to the specific registering voters part, we we spent about uh, about 450K or so on that aspect of it, the just registering voters part. And we registered over 25,000 people. So we were at less than 20 bucks of registration, which to give context, that's like over 10 times better than most initiatives that are trying to register people under 26. And then the the part where the I only date voters the aspect started coming in, and it, it was part of our bigger get out the vote push, uh, which is so after voter registration deadlines start closing, the next effort is let's get as many people who are eligible to actually vote out there. So that's your population of people who are registered, plus people who live in same day registration states. So you know, for example, like Wisconsin, you could just show up to the polls with ID, you can vote um, and, and register on site. Same thing with like North Dakota and a few other states, right? So so, so the I Only Date Voters part was part of an uh, initiative we did where we got over 10,000 views of vote related content. And because of how tightly we interacted with the, with the various creators and digital organizers, and we consider everybody who posted on behalf of the I Only Date um, Voters Initiative a digital organizer at this point, uh, because they were using, we had them using and collaborated with them to make research-backed posting that takes into account the, all the latest knowledge about what is most effective at turning people out, right? So. By, by default, everybody meeting their best is just going to make a video that's like, hey, go vote or like tries to be funny or something. The part of the reason why all of these folks that Ivy brought in and Ivy herself, their videos feature messages. And you've seen these yourself that uh, why, why they feature messaging that's around, hey, um, your voting record is public go out and vote or send me a photo of your voting sticker is because those are, t- are, are examples of two of the kinds of posts that are actually proven to increase turnout. Mm-hmm. So, so the, Hey, go vote or a celebrity posting like, yeah, voting's important. Doesn't do shit. But the, Hey, your voting record is public message is important. And then with the, I only date voters aspect, what we were doing is we were trying to drive people to there so that they could check their registrations. And from that, we could have like an idea of how it, how it did. And by, by looping everything in together, every, every piece of it legitimizes every other piece, mm-hmm. right? So any, anything by itself is small, but as an overall initiative that in total had $950,000 spent on it just through our org, the, the, the impact is tremendous. So the I only date voters part was it was it was part of a larger initiative that got over 10, 10 million views of vote related content. Wow. Yeah, no, that's big. And what I, and what I feel or what I'm mean, not what I feel it looks seems like what the numbers show is that this was people across the entire spectrum from the most liberal to the most conservative. That this yeah. really didn't discriminate because when you think about people who are um, subs to doms or people that are clients to cam models or pole dancers or whatever it is, it's across the board. No one is exempt from pussy power. <laughs> yeah. You know, it, it doesn't matter, you know, really what side of the line that you're on. This is something that affects the whole country. So those 10 million views was from was very representative of the country and not even just one side of it. Correct. And it was coming from a channel that wasn't going to happen otherwise. 
right? So right. that's that's a that's another very very important aspect of this, right? So it it would be one thing if we were just working with folks that were gonna be doing some sort of like relevant political content anyways, and through the same channels that we're already working, right? So like there's one thing to to just put another ad on CBS or NBC or using like the standard Instagram or Facebook targeting. It's a whole nother thing to be reaching out through a completely different channel, right? And mm -hmm. so, so what was really cool about this is we found the folks that were excited about reaching out to their uh, to their communities anyway, but we just made their outreach more effective and paid them to do it. Nice. Sounds like you're on to something there. So the last thing I did want to cover was how I even um, found out about you guys was this article in Rolling Stone. So to me, that um, is extremely dope. So, I mean, I know you said you guys sent a lot of information out to different places, but how did this come about at Rolling Stone for them picking up, you know, what y'all's efforts were? Yeah, I could, I could discuss this. Um, so the Rolling Stone author, uh, EJ Dixon is a Oberlin alumni. So we went to the same college and uh, someone who I've interacted with for a while on and off in my journalistic career. And I, I really appreciate people like that that you could kind of circle back to and trust on. Mm -hmm. I think EJ is, I would say, the best OnlyFans reporter in America. And what she brings to the table that I think a lot of people miss is kind of what we were talking about as organizers is 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 not further marginalizing this community and respecting and uplifting their voices. And so when I heard we were doing this campaign, I, I honestly did not think of anyone else to cover this because I just thought, I don't know if I trust someone to not um, criticize or not scrutinize or not trivialize really uh, the organizing that we're doing. And so I just kind of waited and said, hey, EJ, like this is an exclusive to you because I, I trust you and I trust uh, the voice and message that you have about this community. Um, and I mean, she's amazing. She read a 600 page deposition by Chiselaine Maxwell in one morning to write a piece by the afternoon. So she's like Ooh. always going through documents. She's always covering uh, sex culture and and uh, digital culture. And so she's a really great person for this piece. And I'm happy that we've gotten Rolling Stone because that's just like still blowing Epic. my mind. In those last yeah, months. that's amazing. Definitely. Well, shout out to EJ for that. Um for telling that story and, and doing it really well. Very, very well. Um, okay, so as we close out, I guess what I would like to get from each of you guys is, you know, campaign season is closing. Or is it closed? Technically? Uh, There's still some doors to be counted. It, it, it's, it's complicated. So, so, so the presidential campaign pretty much done but there's going to be some chasing of ballots uh which uh you know public efforts or you know can help with and then there's and there's also uh we we know that there's going to probably be some uh senate uh some senate races in georgia in uh early 2021 but for for all intents and purposes like all of this major stuff about it being front page news and everything and everybody posting and all of that that's pretty that's pretty much done okay gotcha so you're still going to be doing some of these efforts but just not for the presidential campaign it'll go for senate and all that is that what you're saying correct and, and, gotcha. it'll go for, and it'll go for other initiatives as well. So it's going to go towards other kinds of progressive causes that that people care about. It's going to go towards other, uh, the you know other efforts, right? Black Lives Matter. We've been very uh, vocal and supportive of that. Um, anything having to do with with women's rights, all sorts of. There's all sorts of issues that we need to organize around, about year round. I love it, and um, I definitely want to stay connected to see how I can help and what I can do, because that's my heart, of course, is um, all those things that you named, you know, I, I feel very passionate about. So anything that the Pussy Party could do to support um, and work alongside, I'm all for it. Um, so keep me up to date on that. Um, Ivy, now that um, I Only Date Voters was a success and you had all this impact, what's next for you? 
Um, I am <laughs> giving myself a second because uh, I've been working a ton recently. Um, but I am. I'm gonna see. I talked um, a little bit with some people about Big Tent about maybe starting a pack with sex workers. Um, but mm-hmm. but we are gonna just wait and see. I, this is sort of an up in the air time. <laughs> so I am waiting to see where the chips fall before I plan my next adventure. I love that. I love that. Take some some self-care. You've been working hard, girl, <laughs> and you deserve it. And then see what, what horse we can get back on. I love it. Pierce, Rolling Stone and all of that. What's next for you? Um, just speaking to, I guess, the, the sex culture aspect of this, I found myself um, going down a wild kind of mystery journalistic project into the nation play and political play fetish communities. Are you familiar with those? I, I have an idea. <laughs> but it's, tell the people. <laughs> okay, it's, it's people who are, who are sexualizing political parties or nations or historical events. Um, and I, I found some group chats, uh, some kind of hidden group chats that I've been joining as a journalist to kind of see how are people's sexualities changing under, a, like, like with this new election cycle. Like, I know that this is only one aspect of that, but it's a really interesting uh, story to pursue. And so yes. doing some stuff like that and also covering, of course, political beats and a lot of these issues that uh, Isiad was talking about, I think will really be in my future. Right. I mean, I love that. I mean, I, I know what you're talking about because I, um, so I'm a sex expert with um, Exotica, the uh, adult uh, entertainment uh, convention. I don't know if you guys have heard about it. Um, and so I teach seminars there. And I mean, it is um, fetish and and kink and, you know, just whatever it is that you're into. I mean, it's like the Super Bowl of that. Right. And I have definitely seen and experienced um, people doing certain aspects of like slave and master play and gender play and age play where they do go back into these different times and play on like the political um uh, uh like some of the controversial things that are going on in that time and what's really interesting about it is it's actually very healing for somebody who may experience a certain level of trauma to be able to take control of a situation and 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 play it out in a scene and all that stuff. So mm-hmm. whatever it is that you're getting into, Pierce, you're diving into some some deep waters, but it's very good. So keep keep that up for sure, for sure. Um, oh, that yeah, half. Oh yo, actually, you know what would be cool since since you know the folks doing that. I wonder if you could set it up so that like the four of us could, and maybe we could get Diana Adams and some other folks that might be useful too, to like have a session there, you know, have some sort of training there on how to um, use your platform and how the how the fetish community could also like turn out voters and be politically active and, and what have you around these best practices. Uh, Cause I know mm-hmm. these folks aren't going to, or, or sorry, I know that the vast majority of these folks are not going to the political activism conferences that I attend. Right, <laughs> right exactly, so exactly. And the thing is, a lot of, of the clients are. and- Some of them probably are, right? But right. most of them aren't. It would be awesome to take that kind of, uh, that kind of thing to, to them. Definitely, mm-hmm. I mean, I can think about just Black Lives Matter in general. I know so many femdoms that are doing work on teaching like racial, um, just education and compassion and all that stuff through their clients. Like it's, it's, so yeah, we'll have to definitely get that. But I, um, uh, one thing I want to leave you guys with because I feel so fucking inspired. Um, you know, like I said, I have my the pussy party and the and the and the I say my activist part of doing what I can for the pussy community, and then I have the spiritual side. And so I, I'm an intuitive reader and, you know, of course, you know, everyone kind of has their various messages that you get about what's going to happen. And I predict that in three-ish years, sex work will be legalized. And I feel like you guys could be a critical 
part of making that happen. So that's something that I would love to challenge you guys with is to fight for that overall effort. I love that. I love that possibility. Yeah. I mean, we'll we'll be slogging through. <laughs> so Oh, that's a, that's a really interesting one. I love it. Yeah. I saw it. I mean, you know, yeah. It, you know, what's going on in the sky right now, you know, with this year of corona and everything, it's very identical to like back in the day when um the civil rights um you know, activism was going on, Jim Crow and all those things. And then like right after that, you know, we had all of these civil rights acts that changed the trajectory of the country, you know, um, before that, you know, they had all of this genocide and crazy things going on in Africa. And then cosmically, the same thing that's going on now, apartheid ended, you know, they had recessions and they had all these things, um, you know, I want to say in the, was it the 40s or something? And then right after that, FDR signed the Great New Deal. And we're in that same times right now, energetically, it's just modern, you know? So with the highlight of sex and knowledge and power around that, I definitely feel like what you guys are doing is is life-changing. And I'm, I'm, I'm willing to, like I said, challenge you guys with that and support. And let's see what we can do to free the pussies <laughs> yep. thank you thank yes, you yeah. yes yes i love so get <laughs> yeah um so let's um everyone go through you know give whatever information so that if people wanted to connect with you you know support subscribe you know and get a part of the initiatives they can connect with you guys sure I will go first. Um, my, you guys can find me on Instagram at plant.gal or on OnlyFans, plant-gal. All right. Cool. And you, you could read about Big Ten uh, on bigtencreative.com. Uh, we have a link there to sign up for our newsletter. We always put up new information there. Uh, that's, that's a great way. And for anybody who wants to get involved in any way, um and feels like chatting with me might be something that they're called to do just please reach out i'm super fucking easy to find i'm you know just google esiad y-s-i-a-d daisy spelled backwards you'll see my linkedin on there you can also email me esiad at big10creative.com and i'm i'm extremely passionate about and very supportive of trying to bring more and more people into our political discourse and uh, paying folks to be activists I love it. Thank you. Um, and then, yeah, I guess I'm at Pierce Anderson on everything. Pierce spelled pairs with an E. Uh, Anderson, S-O-N. So see y'all there. Love to be shooting some nudes when quarantine is over. Thank you. I might need to holler at you. I need to give me some new content. But <laughs> all right. Well, thank you guys so much. This was informative. This was enlightening. And it was definitely fun, too. Hopefully, you guys uh, liked stepping into the Volvo office with me, um, with the Pussy Party president. And um, I look forward to celebrating um, Biden being our new president. I'm just going to fucking call it. I'm going to say it and uh, you seeing some of the fruits of your, your efforts coming through. Uh, but all in all, I know you guys believe, because you've seen it in the numbers, that there's power in the pussy. We do. I'm, I'm definitely. Uh, so, you know, that's it. <laughs> that is definitely it. All right, well, if you guys want to hear more about me, y'all know to find me on at Pussy Party Podcast on Instagram at P-W-U-S-S-Y Party Podcast. Um, and you can check me out, hit me up and uh, see what fun shenanigans the pussy is getting into that day. All right. Well, thank you guys so much. And um, we'll talk to you soon.